It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda. A double shot of Catholicism and conversation to start your day off right. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. Good Monday morning to you. It is September 18th, 7 a.m. Brenda and Patrick with you on the Morning Blend. David extending his weekend. We'll be back tomorrow on this National Cheeseburger Day. Mm, I'm, I'm ready to eat it right now. Have oh you had goodness. a few good cheeseburgers? I mean, I guess the question is, do you have the cheeseburger or do you go plain hamburger? Oh, no, I go cheese with bacon. I go all oh. out. I mean, load that sucker up. If I'm going to if I'm gonna go in, I'm swimming in the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good cheese. Oh, of course, I always have cheese. But now the big question is, what cheese do you go with? Oh, that is, you know, that is. That's, a, I mean, because you classic can. Classic cheddar, the, the Tillamook cheddar on a burger. I mean, you, it, you can't go wrong. Have you ever had a black and blue burger? I have. I have. And, so and, that would qualify, like blue cheese on your hamburger, I think would qualify for cheeseburger delicious. day. Delicious. Yeah. Okay. Can't What's beat the it. black part of that? I think just like a pepper jack. Pepper jack. Yeah. yeah. Pepper jack and blue cheese. Which pepper jack, great, great. Uh, you know, I mean. <laughs> Bring it. Uh, Bring it on. I am a little... I brie on a burger. I've actually done that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen, speaking of brie, have you seen those uh, like little reels and stuff where they have like the plate with the hamburger sandwich and they're heating up the the half wheel of cheese? And then as it gets a little toasty, <laughs> they come over with a knife and they just slide it off of the wheel and onto your sandwich. Gluttony is a sin. It is. It, you were you were leading me to the near occasion of sin here, Brenda. Oh, oh my goodness, we got to do that today. Where do they do this? I have no. We'll have to find a place. I've seen the different reels and stuff of people doing that at restaurants. Oh where yeah, it just kind of heats it up, I'm and in. then it just slides off. So oh. I am a little <laughs> sentimental playing that, of course, because that is uh, Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, singing the yeah. song, and the restaurant Cheeseburger in Paradise in Lahaina which completely oh, burned to the ground yeah. during those Lahaina fires. So maybe if you have a cheeseburger today, just say a, a prayer for the repose of the soul of Jimmy Buffett and, and, and pray for all of those that are still suffering from those fires. I think that's a good intention. That way you, you, you can, you know, Put an extra there slice is a little gluttony there. involved there. We want to want to avoid that. So if you, if you offer that up, oh. yeah. Okay, I'm all in. Uh, I'm all in. Well, you're all in for today. Thanks for joining us, Patrick. How was your weekend? It was fantastic. It was a great weekend. Of course, you couldn't beat the weather. I mean, we for September in Oregon, oh, you just can't beat it. And uh, then the grotto, uh, getting the centennial going this weekend. I was out there. And were that you was there? Fantastic. How were things? Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Congratulations to Chris Blanchard and his crew. And we'll have that coming up in news, uh, talking a little bit about the centennial getting going. So 100 years of the grotto, or as Chris said, it's 99 years and and we're going into the 100th year. Into the 100th year. The 100th year or the 100th anniversary will actually be next September. But now this is the centennial year. (laughs) 
That's so, a long, okay, that's okay. a, a long year of partying and celebrating. But I think Chris Blanchard and his crew out there, they're ready for it. Well, they unveiled plans for the new interpretive center and okay. it is quite impressive. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that news today. And uh, yeah, it was just a great way to get, get things going with that centennial year, but a wonderful weekend. I hope you had fun too with little baby Rosemary. I did. Now I got something very exciting that we got to do. There was was uh, some commotion, some loud music playing, we'll say maybe of an ethnicity to the south of us, something that I'm very <laughs> familiar with. It was in the neighborhood behind us. And I thought, I wonder what's going on over there, because it sounds like they're having a good time. Now, there's been parties in the neighborhood behind us, and they brought a taco truck over. Ooh. And so I said, I'm I'm just going to take me and Rosie. We're going to go for a walk. And so Scott goes, well... <laughs> If there's going to be a taco truck over there, I'm going to join you. So we put the baby in the stroller. Grandma and Grandpa got pushing her around the neighborhood. I'm sad to say there was a party going on, but there was not a taco truck there. Oh. So I was a little disappointed. Pinata? Probably a pinata (laughs) by that evening. That party, I think they were just prepping for it because it wasn't until later in the evening on Saturday that things really got kicked up there. But they were very respectful. They went a little bit late into the night, but then by the time it was bedtime, it, it was all shut down. So... Uh, so it was a, it was fun though. Taco fun to see truck people. at a party. I mean, that right? sounds, that's the way to do it. Yeah. I agree. I so like that. next party we have here at Mater Day Radio, we got to get a taco truck to come. I'm, I think that could be done. <laughs> I like that. Well, I've I seen like them that. driving by on the street below us. Oh. So we'll just flag one down and have them come up here. Yeah. All right. Well, what else do we have coming up today, Patrick? Well, news just breaking this morning and five American hostages have been released from Iran. They are clearing the airspace as we speak right now. So uh, some good news there. A little bit of controversy around the release, but it's good they're coming coming back. So we'll, we'll, we'll update you on that. But again, just just breaking as we talk this morning. And if you were listening at the gospel readings this week and Christ says we need to forgive. Well, there's a remedy to the poison of resentment, Pope Francis said, and it's rooted in forgiveness. So I'll have that story for you from his Angelus address. We're going to start now with Cooper Ray and Wake the Dawn. And you are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Wake up the giant in my heart It sleeps so soundly in the dark Warm my soul with the morning sun Light up creation with all you've done
faith in everyday life mater day radio that's cooper ray and wake the dawn pat and brenda with you david on vacation but we're having fun it's national cheeseburger day and when we come back we'll be talking with Lindsay karen on the theology of the body monday plus maybe some rain on the way we'll check the weather next Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are, and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. That you would send the Holy Spirit to them, send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatraDayRadio.com. Mater Dei Radio has broadcast the consecration of the Blessed Sacrament every day for more than 33 years. Your generosity has made this remarkable legacy of faith possible. Together, we can help even more souls find healing and renewal through Christ's precious gift of the Holy Eucharist. Join this vital mission and be changed as we celebrate the transformational power of the Eucharist during Mater Dei Radio's 2023 Fall share October 9th through 13th. Become a major part of this week of transformation by helping us build a robust matching fund. Your support now will have a deep impact on Mater Dei Radio's success in October by providing strong encouragement for our share listeners to match your giving. Learn more and make your matching gift now at MaterDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And be changed during our 2023 Fall share at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus and the Holy Eucharist through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 
713 in Monterey Day Radio. Cloudy skies early this morning, then partly cloudy this afternoon, warming up to a wonderful high of 73. Partly to mostly cloudy tonight with a low of 52 and possibly some rain on Wednesday. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe a sprinkle or two out there right now, but we could see some good rain on Wednesday. Oh, we need that for sure. We do. <laughs> Currently it is 61 degrees at Our Lady of Lords Catholic School in Vancouver. And down south, 54 in Cottage Grove at Our Lady of Perpetual Health Parish. I'm excited to welcome back Lindsay Karen. She is the creator of Theology of the Body Monthly Kids Magazine. After getting some national attention, her program has really kicked off, and she's joining us today to tell us where things are going and how families can get involved and join in in this fantastic program. Good morning, Lindsay. Thanks so much for joining us again. It is so wonderful to hear how fantastic things are going with your publication. Thank you. Hi, Brenda. It's good to talk to you again. Um, Yeah, so we actually had a feature on EWTN a couple weeks ago, and then the Catholic News Agency published an article based on that. So that hit a lot of news circuits, and um, we now have sales going in 45 states and five countries, and we have about um, 15 inquiries on starting TOB communities in local towns around the country, which is another thing that we do. We help parents kind of figure out how to gather together um, and form like-minded communities. I think that's incredibly wonderful. And congratulations for our listeners. Remind them in case this is the first time they're hearing about in your magazine, what it is and how it all comes together in the ages. And well, really just remind us about it. Yeah, absolutely. So TOB Monthly is the publication of our nonprofit, TOB Parent School. All of the TOB is obviously standing for Theology of the Body. And we were formed about three years ago here in the Portland area. A number of us from different parishes started teaching Theology of the Body to our own kids. And and then we decided to gather all of the experts and create our own content for the busy modern Catholic parent, because we found that all the excellent content that was out there and available was still kind of too hard to crack into for um, people who are busy and on the go, but want to teach their kids this truth about human personhood. Um, so we now have that available. It's been, I would say, our stuff has been out for about a year now, and we will be working on a new cycle of content soon. But we offer magazines from ages 2 to 22. So they're split into five different age groups, and we call those age groups little kids, middles, teens, and campus, so that you can walk through Theology of the Body uh, with your child at any age or stage. Lindsay Karen is joining me today. She is the founder and creator of Theology of the Body Monthly. So many wonderful things going on. So, Lindsay, it's wonderful to hear about that. Like you just said, there's so much information out there about theology of the body. In fact, Pope St. John Paul II took five years, Wednesday audiences, to create this. So, of course, there's so much information. You've been able to break it down, produce it in a very sound and Catholic way. You've So much so, Archbishop Sample has given you an imprimatur. Explain that to our listeners and how important it is to have that label on your publication. Yeah, thank you. Um, So like I said, we did gather all the experts um, from different fields. So medicine, psychology, uh, 
legal theology education when we put the magazines together and um, we had a spiritual advisor who was a priest walk us through the process. So we were pretty serious about it from the start. And then that made it really easy to submit it to Archbishop for the imprimatur. And for those that don't know, the imprimatur is basically his official stamp of approval. Um, It says that the documents are free of any moral or theological errors and that um, he is giving his stamp of approval to have them printed and distributed. And you have been working also on Spanish language magazine also, but you do have another step to go through for that. What kind of help do you need in order to get Spanish language produced? Yeah, so we have actually had all of the magazines in every age group translated to Spanish for about six to eight months now. They are ready to go just with um, Archbishop and the Archdiocese. We're working on finding somebody who is, Um, well-versed and trained in theology and specifically theology of the body and has professional experience translating from English to Spanish that can just um, review all the magazines and make sure that they were translated properly. Okay, so if somebody is out there listening, they can definitely reach out and connect with Lindsay and offer their services For people who are listening now, they think this sounds incredible. They want to involve themselves in this program for their families. You have a couple of events coming up where people can find out more information. Tell us what's coming up this month. Yeah, so we're most excited about our third annual soiree, which is um, coming up Sunday, September 24th. That's from 6 to 9 p.m. at Lady Hill Winery, and that's between Portland and Salem. So convenient for a lot of people um, to make it there. And we have um, 150 tickets and we have about 20 of those left at this point. Oh, okay. We'd love for people to snatch up the last 20 and come um, just meet like-minded people. You'll learn all about the materials there because they're on display. Tickets are pretty affordable. They're $40 a person and you get a full um, dinner, uh, free wine and non-alcoholic beverages, and there will be music and a keynote by Father Peter Julia and um, an address from myself. And it'll just be, it's a lovely event space and a lovely time of year. So it'll be, I think, a great evening. And then you'll be able to explore all of the materials as well, because everything will be out at that event. And then we also are, we're launching a series called Lunch and Learns, and those are on one Thursday a month, every month. Um, in Tigard from 12 to 1, and I have all that information I can give later or on my website. Okay. If they, and then what is the Lunch and Learn? What does that entail? Mm-hmm. So Lunch and Learn is free. Um, we provide the lunch, and then we're there with the materials again, so you can kind of look through them. It's less to promote our materials, but more um, to promote theology, the body in the local Portland area, because I feel like there's still a lot of people who are unfamiliar with it. And unfortunately, I think in the cultural climate that we have out here, you know, it's, it's getting a bad rap for the wrong reasons. Um, mm. And so that's what some people are hearing. So it's really a, a comfortable, safe place to come and ask your real questions. Um, I have some examples on the flyer, and these are, these are the questions. Is TOB for non-Catholics too? What is a parent school anyway? Um, which is schools and churches be doing if this is for parents is TOB anti LGBTQ. Is it political? Is it sex ed? Is it just about sex and on and on. So those are a lot of the questions that people have asked and I would just love to answer them for people. 
Oh, that sounds like a wonderful day. And again, you're right to be able to come look at the materials and have some of those important questions answered. I think it's just a perfect opportunity. Those uh, lunch and learns coming up October 19th, November 9th, and December 7th. Well, Lindsay, is this is just incredible that your program has taken off so well. We wish you all of the best for listeners who want to find out more information, maybe get a subscription for their own family. Where can they get more information online? They can find all of this on our website at tobparentschool.org. Okay, real easy to find. Well, thanks so much for your time today. Congratulations on all this, and uh, we look forward to talking with you again real soon. Thank you, Brenda. And again, that is Lindsay Karen of Theology of the Body Monthly Kids Magazine, and actually it's a magazine for well, just about every age group uh, from little ones all the way up to college. And you can find the information that Lindsay just talked about. I'll include those links on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. 722 at Mater Day Radio. Pat in for David this morning with Brenda. And Brenda, I got a text on Friday, uh, late Friday afternoon. Friend texted me and said, can I donate my boat <gasps> to the vehicle donation a program? Boat. A boat. And, and what you I tell said, them? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> hey, if it's got a motor, chances are you can donate it. And the higher probability is that you can get a tax deduction. It's Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program program. It is a true win-win and you can check it out at materdayradio.com and yes, you can donate a boat. Support for Materday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. The world record ski jump is 825 feet, face first with skis on. No matter how hard that guy trained, there had to be a moment when he decided to risk and either win or learn. We all face those moments in everyday life. Times we need to take risks to get to the next level in a job, relationship, faith. I've been in over my head countless times. Heck, I think I'm on the radio right now. (laughs) And so often, I have to fight that inner voice that says, are you crazy? You're not qualified. What if you make a fool of yourself? What if you fail? So here's the secret for pushing past that. I don't have self-confidence. I have God confidence. The only thing that enables me to take risks is when I get out of the mindset of self-reflection and get into the mindset of a Christian, one that doesn't care what people think of me if I fail, but only cares what God thinks of me. And when I keep that in mind, I'm ready to jump. Not because I know I'll land, but because I know I'm loved. This is Chris Defanning from reallifecatholic.com. 
As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 725 at Mater Day Radio, and they're free. Five prisoners of the U.S. are leaving Iran and headed out of the Iranian airspace. We'll have the details on that just ahead. And there is a remedy to the poison of resentment. But it takes a choice and action on your part. I'll have more from Pope Francis Angelus address coming up in three minutes. Here is Taylor Tripodi. We are alive. We are Patrick and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
The bridge between your faith and everyday life. Matra Day Radio, Trailer Tripodi, and we are alive. It's 7.30. And in your news of this hour, think of someone who has hurt you and ask God for the strength to forgive that person. Pope Francis told the crowd gathered in St. Peter's Square on Sunday. Speaking from a window of the Vatican's Apostolic Palace, the Pope underlined that forgiveness can heal the poisons of resentment and restore peace to our hearts. In his Angelus address, the Pope said that forgiving is not a good deed that we can choose to do or not do, but a fundamental condition for those who are Christians. The Pope compares forgiveness to oxygen that purifies the air polluted by hatred and heals the many diseases of the heart that contaminate society. After praying the Angelus prayer in Latin with the crowd, Pope Francis noted that he will travel to Marseille, France on Friday to attend a meeting of bishops from the Mediterranean region that will have a special focus on the issue of migration. Pope Francis said that Marseille is called to be a port of hope and asked for people to pray for his upcoming journey to the French city, September 22nd and 23rd. Another reconciliation of sorts. Five prisoners sought by the U.S. in a swap with Iran flew out of Tehran earlier today, officials said. Part of a deal that saw nearly $6 billion in Iranian assets unfrozen. Despite the deal, tensions are almost certain to remain high between the U.S. and Iran, which are locked in various disputes, including over Tehran's nuclear program. Iran says the program is peaceful, but it now enriches uranium closer than ever to weapons-grade levels. In addition to the five free Americans, two family members flew out of Tehran, according to the Biden administration. The flight was expected to land in Doha, Qatar in just moments. Earlier, officials said that the exchange would take place after nearly $6 billion in once-frozen Iranian offsets reached Qatar, a key element to the deal. Thousands of Oregon Health and Science University nurses could be hitting the picket lines Monday as the Oregon Nurses Association is set to announce the results of their strike authorization vote during a rally along the South Waterfront at 11:30 a.m. The OHSU nurses will announce if they are striking and if they do, more than 3100 OHSU frontline nurses could hit the picket line. This potential strike comes after OHSU and Legacy Health announced plans to form one organization in a merger involving more than 32,000 employees. Some nurses say they already have health safety and staffing concerns, and they want to ensure those concerns are addressed, especially if this merger gets approved. The National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother, the Grotto in Portland, kicked off its centennial celebration yesterday with an opening mass in the Grotto Plaza to celebrate the Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows. The mass was celebrated by Father Eugene Smith, prior provincial of the Order of Servites of Mary. The Grotto was founded in 1924 by Servite Friar Ambrose Mayer, who fulfilled a childhood promise to build a shrine to Mary when his prayers for his mother's health were answered. The Grotto's executive director, Chris Blanchard, described some of the activities planned for the big centennial celebration. At the Grotto on Saturday, October 7th, after our noon mass, 
we're going to invite the public to join us to pray the Dolor Rosary. Uh, then in December, during, at the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, we're excited that we are going to be uh, visited by Mexican Servite uh, Prior Provincial is going to come up, and he is going to celebrate the feast with us. And then each month, uh, Brenda, we're, we're trying to get something going that will help uh, amplify the excitement, uh, focus on the, the celebration. Topping off the historic year will be the September 2024 opening and blessing of the new interpretive center at the Grotto. The current visitor center is being transformed into an inspiring and educational interpretive center. The Grotto Centennial Celebration will culminate next year with an anniversary outdoor mass on September 15, 2024, celebrated by Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample. Patrick, if I turn 100, I think I'm going to convince my family that I need a whole year of celebration ahead of time, culminating with the big party on my, my actual 100th birthday. You got it, and uh, we will celebrate with cheeseburgers. I like it. You like that? <laughs> Ahead of the U.S. Catholic Church's observance of National Migration Week, the U.S. Bishops' Conference Migration Chair is reminding Catholics that they are compelled to respond with charity to migrants and refugees forced to flee their homes. Bishop Mark Seitz of El Paso, the USCCB Migration Chair, said in a statement, for millennia, people have been forced to flee their homelands, seeking safety and security because of factors beyond their control. Through our belief in Jesus Christ, we are compelled to respond with charity towards those who must uproot their lives in search of refuge. National Migration Week is from September 18th to the 24th, comes as the nation grapples with a migration crisis that took off during COVID-19 pandemic. U.S. Custom and Border Protection data for Southwest land border encounters show that beginning in March of 2021, Border Patrol has encountered between 150,000 to 210,000 migrants a month, peaking at about 252,000 encounters in December of 2022. And in sports, if you have any 12s in the office, they may be a little hoarse this morning from all that yelling. Boy, it was a game. Battling back from an early deficit, the Seahawks outlasted the Detroit Lions 37-31 in overtime yesterday afternoon. Unlike the week before when the Seahawks offense curled up into a ball and did nothing in the second half, Seattle matched each Lion punch for punch to take the game into overtime yesterday. Geno Smith was in command of the offense from the opening kickoff, totaling 328 passing yards and two touchdowns, averaging eight yards an attempt. He connected with nine different receivers in the win. When the Seahawks won the coin toss to start overtime, Smith left nothing to chance, leading his team on a 75-yard touchdown drive to seal the victory for the Hawks. The Hawks host the Carolina Panthers at Lumen Field next Sunday, and there are two games on tap for Monday night football tonight, including the Saints at the Panthers, and the Cleveland Browns are in Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers tonight. Patrick, would you label yourself maybe a bit of a klutz? <laughs> yes. Well, then today's saint might be your patron. 
While much is written about St. Joseph of Cupertino's supernatural ability to levitate outside of the chapel, he was more prone to being a bit of a klutz. He possessed an innocent and simple soul, but was not graceful in the kitchen. In many ways, his simplicity made him childlike, not entirely aware of his surroundings. Angelo Pastravacci relates this side of the saint's life in his book, St. Joseph of Cupertino, and he writes this. He was employed in the kitchen and refractory, but displayed a woeful lack of ability. At times, he could not distinguish wheat bread from rye bread. (laughs) Often he broke dishes by letting them fall. He upset the pots and putting wood in the fire and committed other blunders of a similar nature. Opostrovacci explains that some have ascribed this awkwardness to a defect of sight. He could have also been born with an intellectual disability that would have been diagnosed differently in today's medical environment. Whatever the case is, many of us can relate to the experience of being a clumsy person, always getting into trouble for our inattentiveness. The example of St. Joseph of Cupertino shows us what truly matters in life. He may not have been a perfect or graceful in his actions, but he possessed a truly simple soul, deeply in love with God. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This evening at 5.30, it is the annual Red Mass at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception here in Portland. All are invited to this year's Red Mass with Archbishop Alexander Sample presiding. Mass of the Holy Spirit will be offered for members of the legal profession, regardless of religious affiliation, judges, lawyers, law school professors, law students, and government officials marking the opening of the judicial year. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Just head over to our community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. 40 Days for Life is going strong. It's underway with the fall campaign. We'll get an update on that and check your weather next at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Peter Julio, the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Please join Modern Day Radio and the Archdiocese of Portland Office of Vocations as we unite in prayer with all young men and women to know their vocation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, You have created me to know, love, and serve you. I know there are many ways in life to fulfill this calling, but of them all there is one way, especially for me, by which I will become a saint. Help me to desire what you desire for me, and I pray that you send the Holy Spirit into my mind, heart, and soul, so that I will have the courage to follow you in all things. Mary, my mother, help me to say yes to God's will as you did. Jesus, my Lord and Savior, help me to love as you love. If it is your will that I am called to serve you as a priest or consecrated person, give me the grace and strength to follow you with joy to the end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including... 
the Tara Umara Children's Hospital Fund of Oregon. The TCHF has a 20-year history that is now focusing on the sustainability to support the long-term efforts of the mission in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Information is available on their website at tchforegon.org. Do you want to live a truly authentic Catholic life? This is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and Monday nights at 7.30, Ken Hellenius and I team up for Living Stones. This dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with Christ and His Church with practical ways that you can grow in faith, participate more fully in the liturgy, and practice charity towards all. Join us for Living Stones, Monday nights at 7.30 on Modern Day E-Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 742 at Mater Day Radio and cloudy skies this morning are going to give way to partly cloudy skies this afternoon. A beautiful 73 expected. Partly to mostly cloudy tonight with a low of 52 and possibly some rain on Wednesday. Maybe a few sprinkles around out there right now, but some good rain coming Wednesday. I like the sound of that. Currently 58 degrees at St. Francis Catholic Church out at Banks. I'm trying to be optimistic, Brent. Okay. <laughs> 50 at St. Mary in Mount Angel. Every life's journey has many paths you can take and you don't always know what's coming around the corner. For Dr. Haywood Robinson, fresh out of medical school, an incredible amount of education debt began his practice an abortion facility. But when God places before him the reality of his choices, his world, and his journey took an abrupt shift. Well, joining me today to share more of his story and about his work with 40 Days for Life, it is Dr. Haywood Robinson. Good morning, Haywood. Thank you so much for joining me today. <laughs> Thank you for having me here, Brenda. It's a blessing to be on the show. I must say, what an incredible turnaround from life, really from polar opposites, from being a doctor who performs abortion to now being a doctor who supports life. I guess that's proof for all of us that every mm -hmm. heart can be changed. So for mm -hmm. our listeners, take us back to that time you graduated from medical school. You were preparing to tackle an incredible amount of medical debt. How did that lead you to, to becoming an abortion doctor? Well, just to give a little background, I, since the age of four or five, wanted to be a physician. I don't know why, because in my family, I was raised in South Central Los Angeles. We didn't really have professionals or educated people in the family. So I believe that the Lord called me to be a, a doctor. And he was faithful to work that out. And I tell young people, if the Lord gives you a vision, he will give you the provision. We didn't have a lot of resources, but along the way, each step along the way, the Lord provided scholarship, grant, loans, or whatever it would take for me to be able to get through my educational process. And if we do our best, God will indeed do the rest. So he took me through undergraduate. He took me through medical school. Now, there's a stage there. I just want to uh, add, Brenda, there's a residency training period after medical school in uh, a, any doctor's specialty in, for family medicine, which I did, was three years. My late wife, Noreen, 
Her residency at OBGYN is four years. And very, depending on the residency, there's a different length and, of course, a different focus of study. Now, retrospectively, I, as I look back on this, yes, uh, there is a debt that's associated with education these days. Education is uh, expensive, unfortunately, getting a lot more expensive. But we really can't use that as an excuse to say, well, I'm just going to do anything to make money so I can repay this enormous debt. Really, my my change came when I became a, a believer in the Lord saved me, uh, March the 2nd, 1986. And all of us as as believers, what, what we find is that when God sends us through a conversion process, he doesn't just kind of file you down and shine you up. He changes you from the inside out, from darkness to light, 180 degrees. He forgives you, and he doesn't ever bring up those sins again. And what he did with my wife and I, after we had been, I believe, involved in the, which is indeed the largest Holocaust in human history, we contributed to that. He took us and says, okay, well, I know that abortion is not your only sin, but what I'm going to do with you two is we're going to get you saved. We're going to get you cleaned up. We're going to get you prepared. And we're going to put you in the pro-life movement and you're going to be pro-life warriors. So for the past uh, more than 30 years, my wife and I, uh, who passed away two years ago, we're involved in the pro-life movement and have seen wonderful things happening. happen. We have traveled all around the world, seen what the pro-life movement is doing. It's growing. I'm encouraged. We're getting more and more uh, empowered right now. Presently, I am the, the director of medical affairs and education for 40 Days for Life, which I've seen just explode on almost a nuclear level, starting in Bryan College Station, Texas. One prayer campaign started there is now up to 700, and we have two 40-day campaigns every year. We're up to about 700 prayer campaigns all around Mexico, South America, Europe, wherever you can put a, a pin on the globe. God has grown that simple ministry of praying in front of abortion facilities so that babies are saved, People that work in those facilities, their hearts are changed and they leave and facilities closed. And that's kind of the Reader's Digest version of where uh, I am now and where I came from about 30 something years ago, Brenda. If you are just tuning in, joining me today on the show is Dr. Haywood Robinson. Dr. Robinson is part of 40 Days for Life, joining me today to talk about an incredible conversion story, his own conversion story. Heywood, while you were talking there a moment ago, you said March 2nd. That is a very specific date that you <laughs> you point out as the conversion of your life. What was it on that day that totally turned your life around? Well, uh, I'm going to say it was somewhat of a Damascus Road experience. I'm not going to make it seem as though it was, that was dr as dramatic as Saul's was. However, I think all of us should have a time that we can look back and say, yes, 
something supernatural happened here. This happened on a day that I went to a Christian music concert at a church uh, where Leon Patillo, the contemporary Christian music center singer, who was very popular during the 1980s and 1990s, gave a concert. However, during the intermission of that concert, he said, if, uh, I'm going to stop here and I'm going to uh, uh, ask that those, he said, I'm not going to ask about, tell you about the four spiritual laws. I'm not going to give you a, a long gospel presentation and Bible verses. I'm just going to ask you one thing, and that is for those people in the audience that want things to be 100% right with God to stand up. And I, I under normal circumstances without, would not stand up because I'm the cool kind of guy who's going to be standing around kind of watching. But immediately when he said up, I was standing up and I knew, I know now that that was the Holy Spirit that pulled me up. And he prayed a prayer, which I would probably recognize now as a sinner's prayer. However, because I was not raised in a church that basically taught the, the basic principles of Christianity, salvation, uh, and Jesus Christ, etc., and what that was all about. But I did know that something supernatural had happened over the period of the ensuing two to three weeks, however. Uh, we were uh, getting ready to have our, our, our last child, our, our youngest child. And the godfather of that child was the son of a Pentecostal preacher. And he was coming to visit uh, my wife and I. And I was sharing with him about how I just know there's something different in my life now. There's a spiritual change, et cetera, et cetera. He started to cry. And he said, you know, my wife and I had been praying that you and Noreen would come to a uh, uh, would come to the Lord and your life would turn around etc cetera, etc cetera. and he explained the gospel to me so basically the Lord was already doing the work I just did not understand it when I share that testimony I, I, I with other believers and say you know you don't have to worry about covering every jot and tittle about the gospel or whatever just share your personal experience, give the person hope, tell them that, you know, all of us are sinners and we fall short of God's glory. And then know that God is going to put other people in the path of that individual so that that work, that change, that uh, salvation and sanctification process are going to indeed uh, work, work their way out. And it's a supernatural thing. And I'm just blessed now to know that not only do I get a chance to go to heaven now, but the remaining time that I have here on earth, we can be making a difference. We can be saving babies. We can be uh, doing medical missionary work. That's another thing that my wife and I were involved in, a lot of medical missionary work. God puts his people here uh, to make a difference and do good things and, and make a difference in humanity. Joining me today, Dr. Haywood Robinson. We are preparing to embark on another 40 Days for Life fall campaign. They will be standing vigil in the Portland area, Salem area, and across the river in Vancouver. 
Heywood, I've loved our conversation so far. There is more that I want to talk to you about, especially about these fall campaigns and what the value is of every prayer for the saving of the lives. But I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in our next half hour? I will, Brenda. Thank you. 754 at Mater Day Radio, and we love to pray for you. That's right. Mater Day Radio and our prayer warriors are here standing by. Whatever the intention, let us pray for you. All you have to do is go online to MaterDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. Click that prayer button, enter your intention, and we'll get praying on it right away. It's what we do best. Praying for you at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Blanchet House of Hospitality. Since 1952, the Blanchet House has been providing food, clothing, shelter, and aid to those in need. Services include a downtown Portland cafe, residential living, transitional housing, case management, and a 12-step program at the farm. Support and volunteer opportunities are online at blanchethouse.org. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda, a double shot to start the day on Mater Day Radio. 7.56 at Mater Day Radio, and the auto worker strike is entering its fourth day. We'll give you an update on that. And more secrets are being discovered at the site of Christ's death and resurrection. We'll have details on that, plus more coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Kevin Jory with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Few people are blessed with ecstatic glimpses into heaven, and just as few come to know about joyful suffering in Jesus Christ. St. Joseph of Cupertino was a great model of this. Joseph was born in a stable in 1603. His father had been a poor carpenter who had passed away before little Joseph was born. His mother wasn't able to continue paying for their home and lost ownership of it just before his birth. 
Joseph had quite a temper as a young child, something his mother tried to help him overcome. It was also around the age of eight that he began having visions of heaven, angels, and all things supernatural. Because of his lack of education, it was difficult for Joseph to enter a religious order. He first sought to become a Franciscan friar, but when they refused him, he applied and was accepted as a Capuchin lay brother in 1620. His visions quickly served as an obstacle for him to complete his chores and made him unsuitable for work. He was dismissed and returned to live with his family where he received daily abuse, but his prayers never ceased and his relationship with God only blossomed. Eventually, he was accepted as an oblate for the Franciscan convent in Cupertino. In no time, he became a cleric, or novice, and a priest by the age of 25. Father Joseph had such a gift for spiritual knowledge that even without his education for reading and writing, he was able to converse on a highly intellectual level. It quickly became known that Father Joseph was also gifted with ecstatic visions, and they could be triggered by just about anything religiously related. A church bell could ring out, a holy picture could come into sight or even mentioning of the name of God, the Blessed Virgin Mary, or the saints, those could become easy triggers for a vision. Father Joseph would often levitate during a vision, which is where he became known as the patron saint of air travelers. Nothing could break him from his visions. Not pinching his skin or yelling his name could bring him back. He would, however, return from his visions if he heard the voice of his superior. Soon, a word of this unusual monk spread throughout the public. Some who heard were amazed, while others were deeply troubled and disturbed by the monk. Because of his popularity, Father Joseph was suspended for the next 35 years from attending choir, walking in processions, or saying mass in church. He even was given a private chapel in his room so that he could remain hidden in solitude. The remaining years of his life would consist of him being constantly transferred from one Capuchin or Franciscan house to another, no one really knowing how to handle the monk and his visionary state. Father Joseph kept this joyful spirit until sickness claimed his life in 1663. Some may look down on us for being Christian or even our subtle differences on how we as Catholics hold fast to traditions when it comes to worship. St. Joseph was definitely ridiculed and abused throughout his life because of his visions. But he desired to remain with Christ, no matter how others looked down on him for what he knew was true and beautiful and of God. May he be a true model of faith for each of us. St. Joseph of Cupertino, patron saint of air travelers, pray for us. Awaken the Saint. For more information about the Saints or to pray with the Saints, go to MatraDayRadio.com and download the free Hail Mary media app. It's 8 o'clock. Jerusalem's Church of the Holy Sepulchre, one of the holiest places in the world for Christians and an important pilgrimage site since the 4th century, is revealing more of its secrets. Ongoing archaeological investigations related to the restoration of the basilica's floor were at a turning point, with many surprises coming to light. The latest and one of the most significant findings emerged during the investigation conducted during the second half of June in the area in front of the Edicule, the small shrine temple that encloses the tomb of Jesus that's located in the center of the rotunda. The uh, excavations have exposed marble steps leading to the Edicule and a coin deposit which were most recently minted during the reign of Emperor Valens. That's in the year 360. This allows archaeologists to accurately date the early Christian etiquette to that period. 
Located in the northwest quarter of the old city of Jerusalem, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre is believed to be the site of Jesus' crucifixion, death, and resurrection. Constantine the Great built the church there, dedicated in 336, and his mother, St. Helena, was believed to have found a relic of the true cross of the crucifixion at that site. Today is the fourth day of the United Auto Workers strike and it could expand as negotiations resume. The union's trying to reach a deal with Ford, General Motors and Chrysler parent company Stellantis for better pay as the industry transitions from gasoline-powered engines to electric vehicles. Stellantis on Saturday gave details about its most recent offer to the union, offering cumulative raises of nearly 21% for hourly wages, with an immediate 10% increase if the contract is ratified. That, though, is still below the 36% increase over four years the UAW is seeking, along with other demands that would increase costs for auto companies. Washington may soon expand the list of high school courses that meet graduation requirements. That's according to a set of rules unanimously advanced by Washington's Board of Education last Friday. The state established graduation pathways in 2019, giving high school students different avenues towards graduation. Courses newly approved by the board to meet graduation requirements include AP European History, AP African American Studies, AP Pre-Calculus, and any IB course in Computer Science. Cambridge International courses such as Drama, Economics, and Geography were also added to the list. State Board of Education members also suggested including AP Physics and AP Macroeconomics before final adoption of the rules. House Bill 1308 also offers a new graduation pathway focused on workforce experience, allowing students to graduate through completing a performance-based learning experience such as professional skills building, internships, or community service. Clackamas Fire completed its investigation of the weekend blaze at a former Happy Valley fiberglass warehouse and concluded it most likely was intentionally set, the agency said on its social media pages. Firefighters battled the blaze at Miles Fiberglass Warehouse on Oddy Road early Saturday morning. The fire started near the back of the building and quickly spread to the main structure. The building, owned by Clackamas County Development Agency, was scheduled for demolition and had asbestos in it. Officials said this led to residences being evacuated from nearby apartment units and they returned home yesterday. A Purple Heart Medal went out on Friday to a World War II veteran who earned it eight decades ago. 802-year-old Malcolm Champagne from Portland got the Purple Heart Medal and several other awards. Despite the delay, it was the perfect day for it. Champagne was just barely into his 20s and a navigator on a B-17 bomber in World War II. After more than a dozen missions, a big assignment for his 326th bombardment group to take out a ball-bearing factory critical to Germany's war machine. The second raid took out the factory, but cost the Army Air Corps a lot on that day, dubbed Black Thursday. Champagne survived his bomber's takedown by parachuting about 20,000 feet. 
Injured when he hit the ground behind enemy lines, he was a prisoner of war for nearly two years. It is unclear why it took so long for Champagne to get his Purple Heart, but once Portland veteran affairs social worker Fatima Safi got involved, it happened. Brigadier General Dean Shinowski of the 8th Air Force came to the ceremony at Lateral Park Senior Living Community in Northwest Portland. He said, it's not every day you get to right a wrong and recognize a hero. Champagne is 102? 102 years old. Wow, that oh. is fantastic. And he proudly, there's a picture of him uh, on the local news wearing his medal proudly. Wow. And in sports, the Seattle Mariners' playoff hopes took a blow this weekend as they were swept in three games at T-Mobile Park by the Los Angeles Dodgers. Jason Hayward, Austin Barnes, and James Ottman homer to lead the Dodgers to a 6-1 win against the Mariners yesterday. The M's have lost seven of their last ten games as the postseason gets closer. Seattle's now two and a half games behind first place Houston in the AL West and a game behind Texas for the final American League wildcard spot. The M's will travel to Oakland for a three-game series beginning tonight, and right-handed pitcher Brian Wu is the starter for the opener. Do we have uh, any games coming up with those Astros? Yes, ma'am. There is a series next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday at T-Mobile Park between the Astros and the uh, Mariners. They're saying that one's probably going to be the the decider. But, you know, the Rangers are in there, too. It is is an amazing pennant race. And as an Astro fan, I, you know, don't like to see it because we kind of run away with the division the past few years but man it's been exciting to watch and uh, you know i get a lot of uh friendly comments from my 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 (laughs) mariners friends well we might lock you out of the building depending on how things go next week St. Joseph of Cupertino is well known for his miraculous levitations flying through the air in a spiritual ecstasy. Few saints were ever granted such a heavenly experience and none of them ever asked for such a grace. However, we can be inspired by such a miraculous extension of God's powerful hand and ask God to be spiritually lifted up above our own earthly desires and be brought closer to him. The Collect Prayer for the Feast of St. Joseph Cupertino perfectly summarizes this desire we can be for us an inspiring prayer. And it says, O God, who has ordained that thine only begotten Son, when lifted up from the earth, should draw all things to himself, mercifully grant through the merit and example of thy seraphic confessor Joseph, that we may be lifted up above all earthly desires and be found worth to come unto him. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And tonight at 8 o'clock p.m. is a weekly book study of Be Healed Online. In preparation for the Healing the Whole Person Conference at the end of November, participants age 18 and over are invited to join a virtual study of Dr. Bob Schutz's book, Be Healed, on which he based the conference. The option will meet weekly on Monday evenings and space is limited. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. 
The 40 Days for Life fall campaign is about ready to get started, and Brenda continues her interview to get you ready for that just ahead after we check weather at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. O God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer Thee the precious blood of Jesus from all the altars throughout the world, joining with it the offering of my every thought, word, and action of this day. O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, Please visit us online at materdeiradio.com. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E, dot com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. One of the great hallmarks of the Catholic community in the Pacific Northwest is how we pull together in the face of adversity. Unite with Mater Dei Radio, the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon, and Archbishop Alexander K. Sample in support of the parishioners of St. Joseph Catholic Church in Salem as they recover from the devastating fire that destroyed their sanctuary. My heart really is just filled with emotions. I'm deeply saddened by what has happened to your house. Stand with Archbishop Sample and Mater Dei Radio. Show your solidarity with a gift to the St. Joseph Salem Fire Relief Fund through the Archdiocese of Portland at archdpdx.org. That's archdpdx.org to support St. Joseph Catholic Church in Salem with Mater Dei Radio, here for our community as we lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 812 at Mater Dei Radio. Pat Ryan in for David, who's on vacation today, along with Brenda. And our weather looking good. Cloudy this morning. Then that's going to burn off, giving way to partly cloudy skies this afternoon and a beautiful 73 degrees. Partly cloudy tonight with a low of 52. And possibly, possibly some rain on Wednesday. I'm going to have to get my hanging baskets and get them out from under the windows and, and put them out in the grass so they'll get a little bit of natural water. I'm thinking if I go wash my car, it'll make it rain. There, right? you, go, there you go. For sure. Currently <laughs> 58 degrees at St. Philip's Catholic Church in Woodland. And it's 59 at St. Thomas More Parish and School in West Portland.
And I am back talking with Dr. Haywood Robinson. His life journey has taken him from an abortion doctor to the strongest proponent of pro-life ministries through 40 Days for Life. He lays out his life story in his book, The Scalpel and the Soul, and he continues with me today. Haywood, thank you so much for staying with me today. It's a blessing to be here and uh, share my testimony, and hopefully people are not looking at uh, Dr. Robinson or Haywood Robinson or whatever, but I'm hoping that they can see the hope is truly in Jesus, because he is our hope, he is the light, he is the truth, and if we get in behind him, be it in the pro-life movement uh, or whatever the Lord leads you to, it's going to be a triumphant and joyful ride. Speaking of triumph and joy, I think many of us, while we prayed for that moment, had many doubts about whether Roe versus Wade would ever be overturned. And it did. But that doesn't mean the work for pro-life movement ended there. It just meant the battle was going to be all the more focused. Tell our listeners a little bit about your involvement with 40 Days for Life and how it felt for you and all of those there at 40 Days for Life offices how did you feel when you heard that Supreme Court decision that changed the course of action? Well, I believed that Roe versus Wade would be overturned from my understanding and listening to legal opinions on both sides that that decision in 1973 was uh, abracadabra out of the hat with a rabbit. They made up that decision. Uh, first off, abortion is not in the Constitution. This was a very liberal court that wanted to legalize abortion and hiding, they said in the uh, privacy clause of the Constitution was this, this, and this, but it, it, it really wasn't. So what we witnessed in 1973 was nine men that put on black robes and called themselves supreme, decided that a class of human beings would no longer have their right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, we've seen this before in in, uh, our country's history with the Dred Scott Act, where Black people were labeled non-basically non-human. We saw in Plessy versus Ferguson, separate but equal. We know that the Supreme Court is made of human beings, and they make errors, too, and they are influenced by uh, politics. I was very much relieved for the 50 year, um, after 50 years of, I would say, a death sentence legally for preborn children in our country. I believe it did a lot to uh, help the reputation of the Supreme Court that made one of those horrible decisions, but they at least corrected it. The I had mixed feelings on that day when it was overturned because I knew that now it goes back to the states so that, unfortunately, we're still having a large number of babies being killed now. So we have to accept the fact, yes, uh, it's no longer a federal mandate to, uh, or a, a death sentence on a federal level for, for babies to be killed, but we're still losing lots and lots of babies every day. And you've got to keep fighting until every baby's life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness is recognized. 
Dr. Haywood Robinson joining us today. He is with 40 Days for Life and sharing his story about his life as a medical doctor and more importantly, his life-saving mission that every child just be born and have their hearts of their mothers be changed so that way new life can always begin. With 40 Days for Life, it's an organization with these uh, fall and spring campaigns, Standing and prayer. And we were just actually having this discussion where sometimes it feels like, oh, I'm going to pray for you, doesn't seem like it's enough. But when you stand vigil and pray with 40 days for life, it is enough. And in fact, it's everything. Tell our listeners a little bit about your work with 40 Days for Life and why these campaigns matter so much, especially in states like Washington and Oregon here on the West Coast, where I'd say we're ground zero now with since the laws have changed. It's almost tourism to come into these Mm -hmm. states to have late term abortions. Right. Well, I think I've tried to simplify what prayer is. And of course, there's a lot written about it and lots of people talk about it. If I were to give a word picture is prayer is kind of like the believer throwing up the sail in a sailboat. The Bible talks about the Holy Spirit being like the wind, that where it's going to blow, you don't know. But have you ever noticed when you throw a sail up, the sail is going to catch the wind and it's going to go into the, take that boat in the direction that that wind is blowing. When we pray, we're catching the wind of the Holy Spirit, which is God's voice, God's wind, and we are on course what he wants to do. The Bible's clear. It says, when you pray, pray like this. The Bible, you know, Jesus always, he said he went alone and he prayed. Prayer puts you on God's course, on God's territory. So no, so when we stand there praying, God's will is being manifested in that abortion facility. We are standing in God's will and identifying with his will and his truth about those babies. So when we're standing there, well, what happens? Well, a woman who may be on the fence drives by, seeing these people quietly pray. That may be enough to have her keep on driving by. Or they may get there and get in the parking lot and they may get some information that has a, a ref, uh, information about a pregnancy resource center where they can go and get some some real truth and, and ministry. So it, it, it sounds simple, but God is the Alpha and the Omega. When we stand, when we pray and say, here I am, Lord, use me. The things that have happened, we've had more than uh, 10 or 11,000 babies saved in our, in our prayer campaigns. We've had more than, you know, 200 uh, 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 workers leave facilities. We had have had a hundred and something facilities closed. That's because not because of us standing there, but because we're standing in agreement with God's will that this evil be done. Now we had to remember now the harming of innocence did not start in 1973. Mm-hmm. Abortion has been going on for 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 thousands of years. That's why I was addressed in the Hippocratic Oath written in 1200 BC. 
If you read the Bible, you know, harmony and innocence has been going on for millennia. Okay, so let's just accept that the devil has influenced humankind to harm the most innocent, vulnerable human beings. That's been uh, a habit of his over a long, long period of time. So this Holocaust of Roe versus Wade or whatever is just another manifestation, another label on an, an ongoing behavior of the devil. The 40 Days for Life fall campaign is getting ready to pick up, and we just have so much hope. And Haywood, as you said, lives saved. And over the course of 40 Days for Life's existence, the thousands of lives saved and the course of human history that has changed because of those lives, it, it, it's just incredible. And so I just want to thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for being so open with your story, because we know so many people think there's no way God could change me and the things that I've done. But I think, hey, would you would say if God could touch your heart and change you, well, there is nothing impossible, obviously. So thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for your work with 40 Days for Life. Thank you for having me, and God bless you and your program and your future ministry. Thank you again. God bless you. And again, that is Dr. Haywood Robinson, the name of his book, The Scalpel and the Soul. I will add information to the podcast of this interview that you can find Haywood's book, plus all the information for the fall campaign vigil sites that are happening here in the Portland area, Salem, and of course, and in Vancouver too. You'll find that podcast link at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. 822 at Matraday Radio. Pat in for David today with Brenda. And Brenda, do you know what you will be doing three weeks from today? I have a feeling I'm going to be here at Matraday Radio for a long but very powerful week. That's right. It is share week, and uh, we are really getting excited about it because we're celebrating the Eucharist this time around. So it's going to be a big week. We need your help. We're building that matching fund for the week, and we need your help to do it. So you can get all the details on how you can be a part of the fall share and help us lead souls closer to Jesus here at Mater Dei Radio. That's what it's all about. Just go to materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app and be a part of the fall share we want you to join us three weeks from today. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, why do Christians talk so much about God and so little about humanity? G.K. Chesterton says that the people who insist that we forget divine things and think of human things end up talking about how helpless human beings are because of their faulty environment or their fatal heredity or their uncontrollable animal instincts. And it all ends with the old fatalist cry that we must forgive everything because there's nothing to forgive. But these things are not the human things. These are the subhuman things, the, the things we share with animals. 
The human things are exactly what they dismiss as merely divine. The human things are free will, responsibility, authority, and self-denial. The things that are really human are also divine. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 826 at Mater Day Radio, and the Grotto begins its 100th year with a big celebration. We'll have more details on that just ahead. And there is a remedy to the poison of resentment. And I'll tell you what Pope Francis says it is coming up in four minutes. Here is Sarah Hart, Joy in These Bones. You are listening to Patrick and Brenda on The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
between your faith and everyday life Mater Day Radio that is Sarah Hart got that joy down in my heart because it's National Cheeseburger Day and it's 8:30 Think of someone who has hurt you and ask God for the strength to forgive that person Pope Francis told the crowd gathered in St. Peter's Square on Sunday. Speaking from a window of the Vatican's Apostolic Palace, the Pope underlined that forgiveness can heal the poisons of resentment and restore peace to our hearts. In his Angelus message, the Pope said that forgiving is not a good deed that we can choose to do or not do but a fundamental condition for those who are Christians. The Pope compared forgiveness to oxygen that purifies the air polluted by hatred and heals the many diseases of the heart that contaminate society. After praying the Angelus prayer in Latin with the crowd, Pope Francis noted that he will travel to Marseille, France on Friday to attend a meeting of bishops from the Mediterranean region that will have a special focus on the issue of migration. The National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother, the Grotto in Portland, kicked off its centennial celebration yesterday with an opening mass in the Grotto Plaza to celebrate the Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows. The Mass was celebrated by Father Eugene Smith, prior provincial of the Order of Servants of Mary, the Servites who came in from Chicago. The Grotto was founded in 1924 by Servite Friar Ambrose Mayer, who fulfilled a childhood promise to build a shrine to Mary when his prayers for his mother's health were answered. The Grotto's executive director, Chris Blanchard, describes some of the big activities planned for the centennial. At the Grotto on Saturday, October 7th, After our noon Mass, we're going to invite the public to join us to pray the Dolor Rosary. Uh, Then in December, at the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, we're excited that we are going to be uh, visited by Mexican Servite, uh, prior provincial, is going to come up, and he is going to celebrate the feast with us. And then each month, uh, Brenda, we're, we're trying to get something going that will help uh, amplify the excitement, uh, focus on the, the celebration. Topping off the historic year will be the September 2024 opening and blessing of the new Interpretive Center at the Grotto. The current visitor center is being transformed into an inspiring and educational interpretive center. The Grotto Centennial Celebration will culminate next year with an anniversary outdoor mass on September 15, 2024, with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample. Patrick, you were out there on Sunday for that opening mass. 
It was fantastic. Was it? it was yeah. There was there was a great crowd and uh, some. I was there Saturday evening and uh, it was uh, really nice to see them unveil the renderings mm. for the interpretive center. A lot of excitement, a lot of buzz around that. It's going to be a neat project, really cool, and I think it's going to take the grotto into that next century. Perfect. Thousands of Oregon Health and Science University nurses could be hitting the picket lines Monday as the Oregon Nurses Association is set to announce the results of their strike authorization vote. During a rally along the South Waterfront at 11.30 a.m., the OHSU nurses will announce if they are striking, and if they do, more than 3,100 OHSU frontline nurses could hit the picket line. This potential strike comes after OHSU and Legacy Health announced plans to form one organization in a merger involving more than 32,000 employees. Some nurses say they already have health, safety, and staffing concerns, and they want to ensure those concerns are addressed, especially if this merger gets approved. Five prisoners sought by the U.S. in a swamp with Iran flew out of Tehran earlier today, officials said, part of a deal that saw nearly $6 billion in Iranian assets unfrozen. Despite the deal, tensions are almost certain to remain high between the U.S. and Iran, which are locked in various disputes, including over Tehran's nuclear program. Ron says the program is peaceful, but it now enriches uranium closer than ever to weapons-grade levels. In addition to the five freed Americans, two U.S. family members flew out of Tehran, according to the Biden administration. The flight was expected to land in Doha, Qatar. Earlier, officials said the exchange would take place after nearly $6 billion in once-frozen Iranian assets reach Qatar, a key element to the deal. Ahead of the U.S. Catholic Church's observance of National Migration Week, the U.S. Bishops' Conference Migration Chair is reminding Catholics that they are compelled to respond with charity to migrants and refugees forced to flee their homes. Bishop Mark Seitz of El Paso, the USCCB Migration Chair, said in a statement, For millennia, people have been forced to flee their homes seeking safety and security because of factors beyond their control. Through our belief in Jesus Christ, we are compelled to respond with charity towards those who must uproot their lives in search of refuge. National Migration Week from September 18th to the 24th comes as the nation grapples with a migration crisis that took off during the COVID-19 pandemic. U.S. Customs and Border Protection data for Southwest land border encounters shows that beginning in March of 2021, Border Patrol has encountered between 150,000 to 210,000 migrants a month peaking at about 252,000 encounters in December of 2022. Battling back from an early deficit, the Seattle Seahawks outlasted the Detroit Lions 37-31 in overtime yesterday afternoon in sports. Unlike last week when the Hawks offense curled up into a ball and did nothing in the second half, Seattle stood toe-for-toe with the Lions in the second half yesterday and took the game into overtime. Geno Smith was in command of the offense from the opening kickoff, totaling 328 yards in the air and two touchdowns, averaging eight yards an attempt. The veteran connected with nine different receivers in the win. 
When the Seahawks won the coin toss at the start of overtime, Smith left nothing to chance, taking the team on a 75-yard touchdown drive to seal the victory. The Hawks will host the Carolina Panthers at Lumen Field next Sunday afternoon. And there are two games on tap for Monday Night Football tonight, including the Saints at the Panthers, and then the Browns are in Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. While much is written about St. Joseph of Cupertino's supernatural ability to levitate outside of the chapel, he was much prone to being a klutz, mm. a saint after my own heart. <laughs> he possessed an innocent and simple soul, but was not graceful in the kitchen. In many ways, his simplicity made him childlike, not entirely aware of his surroundings. Angelo Patrocci relates this side of the saint's life in his book, St. Joseph of Cupertino, saying he was employed in the kitchen and refectory, but displayed a woeful lack of ability. Times he could not distinguish wheat bread from rye bread. Often he broke dishes by letting them fall, upset pots and putting fire on the wood on the fire, committed other blunders of a similar nature. He explains that some have ascribed this awkwardness to a defect of sight. He could have also been born with an intellectual disability that would have been diagnosed differently in today's medical environment. Now, whatever the case is, many of us can relate to the experience of being a clumsy person, always getting into trouble for our inattentiveness. The example of St. Joseph of Cupertino shows us what truly matters in life. He may have not been perfect or graceful in his actions, but he possessed a truly simple soul, deeply in love with God. It was his simplicity and humility that allowed God to work many miracles that astonished everyone. He never sought attention, fame, or fortune. All he wanted was to serve God in the silence of his heart. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And Thursday, beginning at 10 a.m., running till 4 o'clock, is St. Mary's 21st Annual Quilt and Craft Fair happening in Vernonia. Parishioners at St. Mary's Vernonia invite all to their annual quilt and craft fair. Quilting vendors who have spent hours on their creative wares come to this event from all over the Pacific Northwest and California. This year's event will feature uniquely designed quilts and handmade crafts on display and for sale, plus a delicious lunch with soup, rolls, salad, and pie. It's a big deal. Is it really? It is really a big deal. And if you are really into art, that uh, especially folk art, you're going to love this. Those quilts are amazing. They are art pieces. All right. I'm putting in a time off slip for Thursday <laughs> uh, this week. So hopefully you can find something. I can't believe I'm into quilting, but I do. I really enjoy a beautiful quilt. It's, it's very artistic. I yes. love that. Well, if you want to find out more information about that event or other things coming up, please go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Brenda, what is forgiveness <laughs> 77 times? 
That's it's something I am not very good at. <laughs> I'm not either, but we're going to get better because you got some good advice. I need those tips, Brenda. And we'll check weather next. <laughs> Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Catholic Community Services of Lane County is selling tickets to its annual Great Hour of Caring fundraising event this fall. At 8 a.m. on September 21st, hundreds of CCS supporters will gather for a delicious hour-long breakfast at venue 252, Hardworking leaders and inspiring clients will update guests on the essential charitable services CCS provided this past year, celebrate its seven decades serving the Lane County community, and share exciting news about the organization's future. The Great Hour of Caring is CCS's largest fundraiser of the year, and seating will be limited. Buy your ticket online today to become a part of the caring. Visit ccslc.org slash ghc2023 to reserve your seat and support a crucial nonprofit in the Eugene Springfield area. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Learn more by calling 541 345 3628. That's 541 345 3628. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. With the autumn season comes football and tailgating, and there's no better way to score a touchdown than by passing that old vehicle of yours to Mater Day Radio. Happy to accept your donation of a car, truck, van, RV, or boat. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you. Not only that, you are joining a winning team that's supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast. So score some points by checking out our vehicle donation program at MatraDayRadio.com. Eight forty-three at Mater Day Radio. Cloudy skies this morning, but that's going to give way to partly cloudy skies this afternoon at a beautiful seventy-three degrees. Partly to mostly cloudy tonight. Low cooling off to fifty-two, and possibly some rain on Wednesday. But hey, it's National Cheeseburger Day, and we got the weather to eat out on the patio today. <gasps> oh, I love it! I'm. We've been talking about cheeseburgers all day. Oh my god, I am I'm ready. So hungry. I could taste it. That's right. <laughs> will be fairly nice day 60 degrees at st joseph's catholic church in vancouver and 59 at immaculate conception catholic church in scenic staten the morning's almost over but not before a second cup of the morning blend here's david and brenda so you had several opportunities to hear this weekend's gospel. You could have listened to Dina Marie's show. And I uh, did. Faith Moments. You could also listen to Sunday Commentary with and Kevin and Carla. And then <laughs> uh, most definitely you should have been paying attention in mass uh, over the weekend <laughs> to hear the gospel reading, right? And then by that time, if you'd have listened to all of those, you'd have been ready when the gospel reading came along. You went, oh, I've heard this before and know the answer. 
The man asked Jesus, how many times should I forgive? Seven times? And Jesus said, 77 times. 77 times. Which, you know, there are other uh, other gospels that say 70 times seven. Exactly. So, but this one was 77 77 times. times. Right. Now, on cleaning day in our house, I have to ask for forgiveness 77 times. I go into the house and I get everybody upset when I'm ready to clean things up. And I expect everybody to be at my level. So I'm having to apologize a lot. So you're a mean cleaner. I, I could be. Sometimes I am. <laughs> Don't clean and, angry. Uh, and I'm kind of loud too, because I won't necessarily say anything. But if I'm putting things away, you might hear cabinets slam maybe Ooh. a little loudly. Mm. That's louder than if you were yelling and screaming. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need to apologize sometimes. Uh-huh. I shouldn't have that. I should just ask everybody. This is going to be the day. Here's your assigned duties. Please, before the end of the day, get it done. And they always do. But I want, if I'm cleaning, I don't want to see other people lounging. That's uh-huh. my, that's my difficulty. So I have to ask for forgiveness though. And so fortunately for us, we've got Alatea and they have some tips. It's not easy. One, it's not easy to ask for forgiveness and to say, I'm sorry. But for the person injured, (laughs) if I'm ever crossed, boy, I, I even have a harder time forgiving others when I feel like I've been crossed. And, and I think Jesus understands how difficult that is for us, Yes, you know, and that's, and that's why he, he says something that's so, so dramatic to them because seven was a very holy number for, mm. for Jews. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's a verb actually. I, I've, I've heard in Hebrew, it's like, it's, it's almost a, a, a verb. I seven you. So when he said seven, 77 or seven times seven, it was a very holy thing about the forgiveness and the number associated with it. So it was, it, there was an added element to it by using that number. Okay. So I'm going to go right to the experts at Alatea. They've got nine tips for how do they tips for learning to forgive others and yourself because uh, there's two parts in that for sure so they say first forgive yourself when when you've done something wrong it's neither simple nor easy but love thyself is a commandment and there can be no love without forgiveness so you have to recognize that i've fallen short and you gotta you know uh, i forgive yourself It's the first step in recognizing that. Secondly, this is interesting one. They say, don't confuse forgiveness and forgetfulness. Oh, here's the thing. So the process of forgiveness does not consist in denying our pain and keeping it buried deep inside us. On the contrary, the path of forgiveness is the path of truth of openness. To forgive, we must begin by realizing that we have been hurt and even identifying what this pain is. So forgiving that whole forgive and forget, no, you've got to remember what it is. Because if you don't speak what it is that you've been hurt by, then then it's not a real type of forgiveness of letting things go. You're just stuffed it. But in the Psalm yesterday, we heard that Jesus puts distance between our transgressions that is as far as the East is from the West. So okay, that he forgets it. He forgets it. He forgets it, but he's gone. Thank goodness for that. (laughs) Thank goodness for that. Uh, This one's important too. Don't exploit forgiveness. 
Now, here's what they say about that. Sometimes forgiveness can be used to oppress the other, to manipulate them, to have them forever in our debt. They say, not only are you guilty of hurting me, but you also owe me for the gratitude of being good and forgiving you for that indiscretion. I've experienced that. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? So then, of course, now we step into Make sure your intentions are pure when you are asking and and offering forgiveness. You you, you can't just, you know, just say the words and move on. You have to recognize what you've done. You have to ask for forgiveness. In the same light, when somebody comes to you, be genuine in your forgiveness. I've been able to do that. You can even pray for that to to leave, to be uh, not held by that bad feeling. After you've forgiven oh, somebody. Oh, I think you should. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Say, I'm going to forgive you and I'm going to pray that I, I let go of this hurt that it's it's caused us. So that way you can get back to that true, true relationship again. Uh, and then don't distrust forgiveness. Don't distrust it. What's dangerous is not the forgiveness, but not forgiving So let's distrust the mere appearance because nothing resembles forgiveness more than its opposite. As for spontaneity that this process represents, let us say that forgiveness can manifest itself in thousand and one ways than words. Mm, So don't, don't distrust it. Okay. So now next thing and teaching our kids this is really important. Forgiveness takes time. It's not just an instant thing, right? And I've even said this, like, especially my husband and I, we've had an argument or he's done something and he, you know, and I'm just like, oh, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, I'm not in a position to hear this, that you're sorry. I'm upset, right? So it takes time sometimes. And they say this process of forgiveness, uh, parents must find the best way to guide their children on this path without rushing them or becoming discouraged. Some of us have harder time to turn a page. We must respect their pace. And the point is not that they forgive easily, but that they forgive truly. Okay, so you've seen this before, and it's important that when children are real little and they've done something wrong, you tell them you have to say you're sorry. They they don't want to. They don't want to. You can't necessarily wait for a child to get in the mood to say they're sorry. (laughs) As a parent, I've done this many times. No, we're not doing this until you say you're sorry. Okay, so they do have to learn to humiliate themselves by saying they're sorry. And then as they get older, they get, well, obviously better practice at it because as we grow up, you know, we have to say we're sorry a lot. But you get better at it and you get faster to that kind of center point of, of understanding what forgiveness is. These are good tips, but I think that one at the top is, is definitely the key. Is it? Yeah, forgive yourself first and foremost. All right. That's a tough one, too. <laughs> it is a tough one. And they have a lot of explanation. In fact, today on the podcast of Our Second Cup, I'm going to link Alatea's article on this. It's really informative. And they go through each one of these steps of forgiving yourself and forgiving others. Well, as you were cleaning up the control room, I I, I forgive you, Brenda. Okay. So I was slamming <laughs> things around here this morning. I hope you enjoyed today's Second Cup. 
Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Father Thomas Nathy, the pastor of Holy Redeemer Parish in Vancouver, Washington. Let us pray the prayer for peace by St. Therese of Lisieux. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, eternal priest, keep your priests within the shelter of your sacred heart, where none may touch them. Keep unstained their anointed hands, which daily touch your sacred body. Keep unsullied their lips, daily purpled with your precious blood. Keep pure and unearthly their hearts, sealed with the sublime mark of the priesthood. Let your holy love surround them and shield them from the world's contagion. Bless their labors with abundant fruit, and may the souls to whom they minister be their joy and consolation here and in heaven their beautiful and everlasting crown. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hi everyone, this is David from Day Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Day Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. The Morning Blend. It's a cup of joy with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. Last check of weather, cloudy skies this morning. Those are going to burn off, giving way to partly cloudy skies this afternoon. Going to be nice for that afternoon walk. 73, the expected high. Tonight's low, 52. And maybe, maybe, keep your fingers crossed, rain on Wednesday. Right now, it's 60 in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, it is Sean Garrison and God Alone. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. of gladness for the Lord the most high the awesome is the great king over all the earth sing praise to the Lord sing praise sing praise to our king sing praise in God alone my soul rejoices in God alone my spirit sings he alone my strength my fortress Pour out my heart and praise to 
Matra Day Radio, that's Sean Garrison and God alone. Pat and Brenda with you on this Monday morning. David's back tomorrow, back from the beach. And uh, yeah, I'll be, <laughs> I had fun today, Brenda. It's National Cheeseburger Day, so how can we not have fun? Ready for a cheeseburger? I, I, I'm ready right now. Okay, it's 9 so, a.m. and I'm, I'm I'm ready. What's the perfect side to go with your cheeseburger? French fries, tots, or onion rings? Any, but Any. I, I'm I, for some reason, man, crinkle cut French fries. Crinkle the, cut oh, fries. Oh, I love crinkle cut fries. I've been looking at pictures of smash burgers, so I kind of feel like I want a smash burger this morning. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend. It is Monday. That means Livingstone's coming up this evening. We hope you have a very blessed and delicious day. Thank you, Brenda.